0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Afronomics. I'm Albert Zufak. I'm the Chief Economist of the Africa Region at the World Bank. The topic we're discussing today is coastal areas management. And just to set the stage, 54 million Africans, which is 1 in 20 Africans, live on coastal areas. And more importantly, live on coastal areas that are below 10 metres of the sea level. One third of Africa's GDP is actually produced on the coastline, which is more and more exposed to erosion. And more than 10 of our largest cities, cities with more than 1 million are on the coastline. And those cities include Lagos, which alone is more than 15 million people. So coastal erosion is extremely worrisome And to discuss this topic today, I have the pleasure of having Mr. Benoit Bosquet, who is the new director for Environment and Natural Resources at the World Bank. Welcome,
1: Benoit. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So, the numbers I've given are averages for Africa, but one particular region, West Africa, is most affected by coastal erosion. So, why Are West Africa's coasts so particularly threatened, Benoit?
1: Very good. It's a a very good question. And um, scientists now conclude that it's a combination of natural and man-made factors. There's a big natural factor at play here, and that is the very strong longshore current that flows from uh, west to east in the Gulf of Guinea. There's nothing to do about it. It's a very good thing. In and of itself, the current erodes and deposits sand. And at a a steady state level, naturally, the overall balance is neutral. The beach gets eroded, it gets replenished, and uh, that has been going on for centuries. What happened is that, of course, with uh, the presence of our human civilizations, populations started occupying the coast and building infrastructure. And the moment you build a piece of solid infrastructure on the coast, perpendicular to the coast, you start blocking this natural flow of sand so that you accumulate sand on one side of the piece of infrastructure and whatever gets accumulated on that side is no longer available to be deposited on the other side. And typically that starts with port, large port infrastructure, and we know there are quite a few ports already in operation in West Africa and quite a few more that are being planned. This is very important for commerce to disenclave Uh, landlocked countries of West Africa that depend on their neighbors further to the south that have the ports. So, clearly, this is all very important. What we had not anticipated was that there would be this uh, big impact. uh, In places, the coast erodes by more than 20 meters per year. This has been documented, calculated in places like Nouakchott, in Lomé. And so 20 meters 20 per 20 meters year. per year. Just imagine.
0: That's impressive.
1: It is very impressive and when you have people who depend on the coastal economy because they're fishermen because whatever they do is right there on the beach, on the littoral, well these people are then obviously uh, affected and we now see more and more semi-humanitarian crises developing and if the business as usual is followed, there will be more in the future.
0: Yes, Benoit, we are already seeing some dramatic uh, you know, destruction on the coastline in West Africa. And I guess this has a huge economic cost. What would be um, you know, the economic impact of coastal erosion? Do we have numbers we can actually attach to this?
1: We do we do in fact we calculated that in 2013 and 2014 Mauritania and Togo lost about two percent of their GDP due to coastal degradation in particular erosion and flooding
0: Mauritania and Togo
1: and Togo and what make
0: these two countries you know being so uh, exposed to well this, uh,
1: um, Mauritania uh, topographically is very low, below uh, the sea level. Mm -hmm. And so any intrusion of sea, the ocean into the land, if the dune belt is breached, Nouakchott gets flooded, for Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. For Togo, which is much more built up, it's largely due to the erosion east of the port of Lome. Think of it, you have roads that disappear, you have hotels that crumble, mm-hmm. factories that get flooded. I I personally saw a map uh, of Keta, Ghana, which is a famous place uh, for good or bad reasons. It mm-hmm. it it was a slave station during the colonial era,
0: and that's closer to Togo. To I guess. Togo, yes, yeah.
1: in eastern yeah. Ghana. Yeah, uh, that shows. Uh, for on about two hundred and fifty meters of what used to be the coastline, maps of roads, a map of roads, of factories, all of this is now underwater. It's very difficult when you stand on the beach in West Africa and you look out to sea, to realize, to imagine that there are many lost cities of Atlantis under the waves. Under the water.
0: That's that's really yeah. Uh no, that's that's uh, you know quite quite shocking, but for a, a, a low income country losing two percent of its GDP to coastal region is certainly uh, you know preoccupying enough for the World Bank to actually work with the countries to uh, to address the issue. So um, that was you know that number is about economic cost and you know lost economic activity claimed by war. There is also a social cost absolutely isn't it? There's certainly a social cost and and those communities of of fishermen and women and uh, and and children who live uh, you know on the coast, what happens? Have we actually you know, study those, those changes and how they affect populations.
1: So we need to understand a lot better to what happens, what happens to them. Uh, in fact, it's going to be part of what we have undertaken mm-hmm. uh, here at the World Bank. Uh, clearly, a lot of them leave. They just have nowhere else to go that is still on the beach. Many become uh, displaced, we believe, within their own countries, Quite a few, we suspect, move across borders, probably to stay in West Africa. But we suspect that a number of them try to travel to Europe and become migrants, mm. cross the Mediterranean or other, uh, 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 you know, follow other routes. Um, we also know that some manage to recycle themselves and take up new functions in the economy, but it is not easy, as you can imagine. I spoke personally to a young man who said that he was still a fisherman there, but both of his parents had become hairdressers uh, in Lome, but with no assistance, of course, from the government. uh, It is not a planned reinsertion and a planned, um, you know, uh, economic renovation program. What uh, Togo does have, uh, if I understand correctly, is some support for finding new housing on a temporary basis. Uh, But there's a lot more that will be needed because, unfortunately, not everybody will be able to stay where they are. However, there needs to be a program to accompany these people find a new role in society, new housing, Jobs, etc. It's a major, major undertaking for the future.
0: That's fascinating, Benoît. Um, you know, and, and if you're just joining us, we are you know discussing uh, coastal uh, erosion and and its management, especially in West Africa, with uh, our new director for environment and natural resources, Benoît Bosquet, and and. What we're discussing basically is how um, you know damaging coastal erosion is. We have we've talked about the economic cost, and this is costing more than two percent of GDP to countries like Mauritania, Togo. We've certainly uh, you know realized that the sea is actually advancing by more than fifteen meters per year in some countries in West Africa. Therefore. Really, um, you know, claiming number of activities and and costing jobs and and destroying, you know, uh, communities. So the impact of coastal erosion goes well beyond the environment itself. It has economic consequences, social consequences, and actually impacts you know migration, because you know those displaced communities would have to either move into the informal sector that is probably less lucrative. And therefore, would be seeking for you know better opportunities abroad, or would actually fall back into poverty, which is even you know uh, more dramatic. And that's why the World Bank is is stepping in. The World Bank is committed to supporting countries in the region uh, as as they come together to protect their coastlines and coastal communities, and and. And Benoit, you have been at the helm of a major adaptation program, the West Africa Coastal Areas Management Program. Uh, We call it WACA. And uh, it's a very, very taggy acronym that certainly says something for our West African friends. Um, Can you tell us and can you tell our listeners, Benoit, more about WACA? What are the program's priorities and how... Are you working with affected countries?
1: That's right. So, um, WACA is a uh, regional uh, program uh, currently uh, uh, regrouping six countries, Mauritania, Senegal, Côte d'Ivoire, Togo, Benin, and Sao Tome, and Principe. Potentially, it could grow to include all 17 countries between Mauritania and Gabon because all 17 countries suffer one way or another to different degrees from the same phenomena of coastal erosion, flooding, and of course also pollution. And what this program is designed to do is, uh, at the regional level, foster cooperation between these countries. Because of the way that this current flows, no single country can deal with the problem on its own. It is affected by what the country upstream does or doesn't do, Mm -hmm. and if it tries to protect itself, as we've seen in the case of Togo, it actually may make Benin's problem worse. it's it's a typical problem of externality, and unless you have sufficient level of cooperation, which will require very high level interventions based on good science, you may have incoherent, even potentially harmful interventions. So we're trying to um, have this regional approach to problem solving. and. What it entails on the ground is a number of things. Of course, in many cases, some traditional infrastructure will be needed. We call it gray infrastructure. It can be seawalls, groins, things made of hard material, concrete, for example. Mm -hmm. The role, however, of green infrastructure, natural spaces such as dunes and mangroves, also has a role to play, and unfortunately it's a race against time. Each time a new hard structure is built in lieu of a mangrove, it is very difficult to go back. And so planning, better planning the use of the coastal space is key, and to do this as quickly as possible. So hard infrastructure, soft infrastructure, planning, cooperation, and, of course, information. Sharing information, monitoring what is happening to the coast, what are the trends, and sharing that information across the region.
0: That's uh, extremely interesting, Benoit. As an economist, I'm struck by um, uh, the analogy of of managing the commons. So... Uh, you know, managing coastal erosion is the new commons in, in West Africa. And um, as we know from, uh, you know, uh, Elinor Ostrom, the uh, Nobel Prize in, uh, winner in, uh, in, in, you know, in economics, to solve the uh, tragedy of the commons, you definitely need a lot of cooperation. How is that cooperation happening in West Africa?
1: The problems of erosion and flooding are dramatic, but they are palpable and nobody ignores them anymore. So you have a level of awareness at all levels of government and society. And the realization that cooperation is necessary, I think, is sinking in. Mm -hmm. Already Thanks to the WACA program, we see at the level of ministers an increased level of dialogue, in particular between Togo and Benin. Mm -hmm. We now need to see this level of cooperation reach the highest level of decision-making because, of course, there's a lot that is involved, um, costs and benefits, and we really hope that the heads of state will mobilize and mobilize the different sectors within their countries. Because as you said, uh, Albert, this is way more than an environmental problem. It's fundamentally an economic planning uh, problem that is compounded by climate change. It is not caused by climate change initially, but it is made much worse with climate change, which translates into sea level rise and storm surges. So unless, of course, we address these, I would say, natural causes, climate change is not natural, is man-made, but it goes well beyond the power and the responsibility of any country, certainly in West Africa. But unless you take climate change and economic and land use planning together, you are not going to really get to the bottom uh, of, of, of it and 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 solve conceive of l- sustainable solutions
0: right and those sustainable solutions Benoit we need them because this is affecting people's lives Absolutely. and this is really affecting them in a very dramatic way that's right and and people are the center of our work at the World Bank yes do you have a story of, of people being affected by coastal erosion in Africa that really struck you, that you can share with our listeners?
1: Absolutely. Um, there, is, there are many, and we have documented some, and we are going to document many more. Uh, and we have to document them quickly because a lot of these people may be gone uh, before too long. But Mr. and Mrs. ifowe their brother, brother and sister living in Bagida, uh, east of the port of Lome, um, they live now in very precarious situation. I don't even know if their house is still there. But there was this iconic, you know, scene where he was uh, sitting on the beach with his back against a protruding structure in the sand that used to be his well in the middle of his compound. By now, for sure, the well has has gone. He used to be a fisherman. His family used to be there. He cannot even go out to sea on his canoe now because the coast has eroded and now there is a beach rock barrier that has appeared that doesn't allow him to go out to see his older sister is uh you know uh, uh, eking out a, a living which, which is so um you know precarious uh and they tell you how they have lived the reality of erosion and and what it means half of their house when we uh, filmed them was it had been taken by the sea probably now is it's completely gone I have no idea at 70, 75 years old, which is their age, what prospects they have. They live alone. Their children have gone. Imagine the human distress, uh, that, that, that entails, of course, economic, social, but the psychological trauma Mm -hmm. that these people endure the young ones will try to find another job they'll try to find another location but that at that age you don't go you don't go anywhere okay. another lady mrs wallens uh, is an uh, rest- is a restaurant owner in cotonou and she is trying to fight erosion by herself because her restaurant is going away and so she piles up sandbags oh, right nice. in front of her beach and she Pests, because nobody is coming to help her. How yeah. can she, yeah. by herself, save her restaurant? These are the stories of West African citizens who are trying to survive.
0: Benoit, thank you so much. We hope Waka would provide a helping hand to all these people. You know, alleviate the uh, their suffering, but also uh, reduce the economic costs. So, thank you so much, Benoit, for speaking with us on the Afronomic Podcast, and thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in. As always, if you would like to know more about Africa's economic growth, read and interpret the data we work with, and see all the published work of the Office of the Chief Economist of the Africa region, please visit our website on worldbank.org slash A-F-R-C-E Thank you. Until the next time.